Hello there, Obi-Wan Kenobi here, and you're listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. The Force will be with you, always. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, the Galactic Republic, Confederacy of Independent Systems, and various mercenary factions vie for control of the galaxy in a seemingly never-ending conflict known as the Clone Wars. Caught in the middle of this epic struggle, the Jedi Knights strive to maintain order and civility in a deadly game that is being manipulated by the Dark Lords of the Sith. From the war-torn front lines, Michael Cohen, Matthew Krenke, and their dedicated team of analysts emerge as voices of truth and stability in these dark and deceptive times. Welcome, Star Wars fans, to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast, the original podcast dedicated to the Clone Wars animated series. This is episode number 128 for the for the episode orders. My name is Matt the Crankster Cranky, one of your co-hosts, and with me as always, of course, the creator, Mr. Michael Cohen. What's up, my friend? We're doing this again for those who don't know. Hey, yeah, <laughs> Deja just the beginning. <laughs> um, yeah, no, we had, okay. we had a bit of a of a weird technical glitch Snaffing. on our on our original intro. So our actual conversation about the uh, about the episode orders is all intact. So oh, we yeah. don't have to redo all that, thankfully. But uh, also, thankfully, we're going to redo our intro and give a little bit of news. So you'll have a little bit more of the "This Is Madness" bracket, mm-hmm. and uh, and a really really big piece of news. So let's uh, let's first do the "This Is Madness," and I'm going to go through this super quick. Okay. Okay. So we've got I uh, I uh, let's see where were we? We were at. Uh, Obi-Wan Luke last time. So mm-hmm. um, uh, Obi-Wan defeated Luke uh, and then went on to face Yoda. Uh, defeated Yoda very narrowly, uh, 51 to 49. Yeah, so close. Um, and has just, as of this morning, uh, beaten R2 mm-hmm. uh, to, to uh, go. He's, so he's going into the, the four, the, the fate of four. Right now we're in the duel of the eights. Um <clears throat> Uh, in the next bracket down, I it was Chewie and Han, uh, Han versus Hondo. Han took that obviously, and then Chewie and Han. It was pretty tight, but not super tight. With Han coming out on top, uh, and then the next bracket was uh, Rex and Fives, mm-hmm. with Fives coming out on top. Uh, sorry, Rex, Rex coming out on yeah. top, mm-hmm. uh, but it was really really close, uh, and going up against Padme, where he surprisingly defeated Padme and has moved on to the next round up against Han Solo, which he doesn't stand a chance, unfortunately. No. That's currently at 76 to 24. So hmm. so uh, <laughs> it looks like it's going to be Obi-Wan versus Han. Yeah. Uh, uh, that'll be, I think, next week? Mm-hmm. Or tomorrow. No, I guess that'll be tomorrow. So that'll be Friday going into the weekend. Um, and, uh, and then in the dark side bracket, we had Cad Bane Going up against Boba Fett, or sorry, Django Fett, Django winning, and then Django and Boba Fett going head to head with Boba Fett winning, 
and then Boba Fett and Grievous going up against each other, uh, and Boba Fett getting the win on that one uh, by a pretty good margin. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then underneath that, we had Emperor Palpatine versus Dooku with the Emperor coming out, going up against Vader, and Vader coming out on top. And mm. then, uh, and then in in what's one of the most interesting brackets, we yeah. had Jabba and Salacious with Jabba coming out on top. Uh, and then uh, Talzin and Pre Vizsla, uh, with Pre Vizsla winning that one, going up against Jabba, and uh, fifty-three to forty-seven yeah. percent. Yeah. It was really, really close. Pre Vizsla almost took that, which mm-hmm. I think is really interesting. A Clone Wars uh, character versus a movie character. We talked yeah, about that before. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, but now we've got Vader going up against Jabba, and uh, it's no contest. Ninety-three percent no, to seven yeah. percent in favor of Vader. So mm-hmm. that's where we're at right now. It looks like it's going to be, well, it's going to be uh, Fett versus Vader, mm-hmm. and uh, it's going to be uh, Kenobi versus Solo. Right. So, uh, so yeah, that it's, it's, it's one of those four going into the final round. Uh, more than likely, I think what we're looking at here is Han Solo versus Darth Vader, and uh, possibly Vader coming out on top. That's what the, uh, the, the odds are, I think. Yeah. But I, uh, but you know, there's a few people out there who who've got the uh, they got faith in that smuggler's luck, <laughs> and Han Solo coming out on top. So. Yeah. Well, I called this. You know, like I said, we recorded this a couple of days ago, and before these uh, some of these elite eights came out. Yeah. Mike, I had called that it was going to be, it was going to go down to the final two being Vader, and I called Obi Wan. So that's still my guess right now. I'm gonna I'm just gonna go with that. I'm gonna stick with that. Vader versus Obi-Wan, and then ultimately Vader winning the championship. Yeah. So that's what I got coming out uh, for my That bracket. would be the most epic mm-hmm. uh, showdown. Going back to I, the old uh, Star Wars. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'd like to see Han versus Fett. Yeah. Um, but I just don't I just don't know if Fett can, can take on Vader and come out on top. Yeah. Because um, it's Vader, right? Like, right. Boba Fett's got a lot of fans, but Darth Vader is Darth Vader. I mean, it's really, it's the, yeah. those six movies, they're about him, so. Right. You know what was shocking to me, though, is like, uh, it was Yoda, go, he was the champion last year, and he went yeah. out in the in the Sweet 16 round, he was out, he got yeah. outed by Second Obi-Wan. Second round, yeah. by, by Obi-Wan, and he managed to actually beat Obi-Wan last year. Right. So, like, that was, that was a rematch, and Obi-Wan coming out on top. So. Yeah. So, um, I, you know what I think that goes to show? Uh, the uh, the Mandalore arc hadn't hadn't mm-hmm. aired yet, right. um, so all of that Darth Maul, Pre Vizsla, Satine, Obi Wan stuff hadn't happened yet, and I think coming out of that, Obi Wan gained a lot more fans, um, and he became a little bit more prominent in that. So mm-hmm. so may, maybe that's what we're looking at there. I, him just barely eking that out, but mm-hmm. you know Yoda also had his arc to close out season six recently in people's memories but i i don't know that that was a tough one to call that was a really tough yeah. one to call there was a couple that were we had some questions going in like the captain yeah. rex and fives because that the fives arc just happened so we thought maybe that could sway it into the fives i didn't think he was going to be rex but i thought it'd be fairly close tough bracket so i mean the solo going against chewbacca in the in the uh, sweet 16 round i mean there's some there were some tough yeah. matchups this year totally. so uh, but we'll see what happens. I, I think we'll, we'll probably talk about the ultimate champion here on our next either, I guess either this one or maybe on Rebels when we get to it, um, depending yeah. on what's going on. But uh, yeah, we'll finish out. We'll finish out talking about this. Man, this has been fun though. I, they started this last year, and, and it's really fun to kind of go through and 
And I, I first when I did it again, Mike, I thought, well, it's just going to be the same thing again. But man, yeah. this is totally different now. No, so they cool. they they switched it up. They added some cool stuff to it. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, so but we'll keep uh, even better than that is the news that just came out today, which is why we're thankful that we get to re-record our news. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Uncharted 4 director, uh, creative director and director, Amy Hennig, joins Visceral's Star Wars project. Visceral Games being part of EA, uh, Electronic Arts. Um, and one of the games that's been announced, so this isn't a new game announcement, but this is a really big deal. Uh, Amy Hennig, responsible for writing and uh, creative directing uh, the Uncharted games, which have been really the biggest franchise on the PlayStation uh, since since it came out, uh, since PlayStation 3. So, mm-hmm. um, huge, huge deal. Naughty Dog, known for making incredible games. Um, and Amy Hennig being very responsible for creating some of those really iconic characters in those games, like Nathan Drake and Sully and uh, and the like. So uh, really in-depth, detailed, character-driven projects, and now she's going over to Visceral to work on a Star Wars project, which is awesome news for all of us, because that means that whatever Star Wars project Visceral's working on mm-hmm. is going to be incredible um i mean she she's responsible for for uncharted for the legacy of kane series a soul reaver specifically um and she's been wanting to work with star wars her entire career so this is this is sort of a she tweeted at one point that i that uh, 1977, two pivotal things happened for her. She got an Atari 2600, and she saw <laughs> Star Wars. Nice. So it's kind of a, a lifetime worth of of knowledge and experience leading towards this moment, mm-hmm. um, and and sort of a culmination of things for her. Um, coming back to EA, she had worked at, at EA previously, um, and and working on Star Wars, which is uh, I think for a lot of creative people, especially in the games industry and the movies industry, uh, it, that's that's sort of the holy grail, right? That's the that's the thing that you hold up high and you you want to uh, you aspire to is working on Star Wars. So right, so really cool that she's going over to Visceral to work on that. Uh, in my opinion. I, I think Visceral. It was rumored they're working on a on a third person adventure game, action adventure game. We don't really know yet, um, but I uh, we know that. Uh, um, I oh shoot, um, I can't remember the other studio, but the studio that makes Dice, I, I, the Battlefield games. You talk about Dice. Yeah, or? Dice is working on mm-hmm. Battlefront. Um, so we know we know that, and then we heard that there was a third-person game. So that's more than likely with Visceral, and uh, and Amy Hennig coming and joining that team makes a lot of sense because that's the sort of narrative she's worked in with mm-hmm. Legacy of Kane, Soul Reaver, and the Uncharted games, uh, all of which are are incredible games with these incredible narratives and incredible story. Which means that not only are we going to get a good Star Wars game, it's going to have a great story too. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is pointing towards, in my opinion, uh, Uncharted. Uh, sorry, Uncharted. Uh, Thirteen, 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 yeah, back. that's right. Because Thirteen, Thirteen was initially being called the star wars uncharted game right like people were kind of referring to it in that in that mode 
and then a while ago we got the leak of those uh, Boba Fett images where we found out that 1313 yeah. was in fact going to star Boba Fett um, and it just it, it makes a lot of sense uh, it, it would be in keeping with the time period of Rebels so they could possibly tie some stuff in with that mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and and visit some stuff that, that we saw in the Clone Wars so uh, I really, I'm holding out hopes that it's that it's connected to 1313, or at least using some of that premise. Um, and uh, but either way, regardless, whatever it is, it's going to end up being a great game with uh, with someone like Amy Hennig at the helm. So you think it's going to be on pretty much the same gameplay as Uncharted, then, right? Uh, yeah, well, that's what 1313 was being referred mm-hmm. to as, right? But there was a lot of this like bounty hunter type mechanic. Uh, and and uh, it's it's been so long since those rumors kind of came out that I don't remember all the details exactly, but there were a lot of really cool mechanics that people were saying were going to show up in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, but amongst that would be sort of that traversal, third person cover based shooting that we're used to in a game like Uncharted, mm-hmm. or um, even like to a certain degree Assassin's Creed and and uh, and a few other games of that sort of genre. Um, but yeah, I, it, this is big news. This is a really, really big deal because this is a this is a heavy hitter. This is for those who aren't really into games, don't really know the behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. This is akin to to really to to JJ Abrams coming over and directing a Star Wars movie. Like this, the Uncharted That's, games okay. are some of the best selling games, right? Uh, most critically acclaimed games of the last ten years. And uh, and to have that the really the creative force behind that coming over and working on Star Wars it's a really big deal and obviously the Uncharted games for those people who have played them they know that these are games that are very heavily influenced by the Indiana Jones series so there's already that Lucasfilm connection mm-hmm. and you can tell that that's where Amy Hennig's coming from right so um, <clears throat> I really I I don't think that it's PR spin or um, or her just trying to sort of get on the good side of fans when she says that this is a culmination of, of her her life's work all coming together in this perfect, you know, coming back to EA where she had worked previously and now getting to work on Star Wars. Um, I believe her. Like, that's, that's uh, I think that that's really sincere and genuine, mm-hmm. that this is the sort of thing that, that she's really been working towards uh, in her career and an opportunity that she couldn't say no to. Um, now we don't know what happened with Uncharted, uh, with Uncharted PS4, which is currently in development that she was working on. But her and the the uh, the game director have both left uh, hmm. Naughty Dog uh, for for other things. Um, so hmm. I don't know. I, it could this have been in in talks for a while, and that's why she left Naughty Dog, or was there a reason for her to leave Naughty Dog, and then Visceral saw an opportunity. I don't know, but. But it's a it's a really really big get for EA and Visceral. Um, it's just going to ensure that the game's going to be great. Yeah. Well, Star Wars gaming seems like it's going to be turning like a huge corner, Mike, because you know it has been kind of lax last I don't know how many games and how many years. Yeah. Definitely. Plus, it hasn't been anything hardly coming out anyway, and the stuff that's been coming out hasn't been that. IPhone you know, games and stuff. I yeah. Mean, so to see them go yeah. this route finally and get yeah. some really kick butt games, uh, man, that's gonna be good. 
good thing for Star Wars fans, and that'll get me back into it. And I, you know, I don't even play a lot, but I know that that Uncharted game is um, is one of the top games of all time. I mean, I, I hear everybody talking about it. I see commercials for it. I mean, it, the gameplay. I watch yeah. it. I've seen it. So, well, yeah, Harrison I I, Ford was in the Uncharted commercials for Japan for um, Uncharted: Golden Abyss, which was the uh, the PlayStation Vita mm. version of mm-hmm. uh, or or installation or whatever. Um, of uh, of the Uncharted series installment, I should say, um, right. of the Uncharted series. So, like Harrison Ford actually did a commercial playing the game. Oh man, <laughs> which is really cool. Wow! If you yeah. go on YouTube, you can find that. Jeez, he can do um, that. Let's see if we can get him in episode seven. Yeah, wow. yeah. Jeez. Hopefully. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. so that's that's uh, good. That, good I news. Think that's that's the news. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Clone Wars, uh, we like we said we talked about this a couple of days ago. But oh yes, yeah. Uh, the Clone Wars, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, is number the number one TV series on Netflix right now, and it's beating out a lot of you know really popular stuff: Family Guy, Dexter, The Office, Orange Is the New Black, Archer. So, number one on Netflix, and I, we had talked about this and how you know obviously it's the whole catalog being on Netflix now, and, and yeah. that has something to do with it. But that's kind of cool to see a yeah. niche show like this be the number one series. Even the movie is like number four. As far as streaming, uh, the Clone Wars movie, which a lot of people didn't think was the greatest, but it's still up there. So that's kind of cool. It, it makes it uh, it makes you think that we're going to see hopefully some more Star Wars content go to Netflix in the future, and seeing as how it's doing so well uh, right now. So yeah, hopefully this means we'll get the movies at some point because mm-hmm. as yeah. we had said in our previous conversation, right. uh, the the Star Wars films are not available digitally. You you have to buy the Blu-rays if you want the latest uh, high def versions of them. So it would be really cool for uh, people who maybe don't have the uh, the the cash or really the inclination to 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 drop. Uh, however much it is for a, a copy of the the Sagan Blu-ray mm-hmm. at this point, because it's it's pretty pricey. Right, uh, it's yeah. not a cheap set to to go out and buy. So, no, no. so yeah, I think I think there's a there's a good opportunity for Netflix and Disney to work together on this. And Disney's got a a, a standing partnership right now mm-hmm. with Netflix, which I think is one of the reasons why Clone Wars came to Netflix. Uh, there's a lot of other Disney stuff coming to Netflix. Right. Um, and uh, Electron Uprising is also on there, which is a great thing if you're all done watching The Clone Wars. Uh, definitely check out Tron Uprising because that's a very, very cool show in sort of the same vein mm-hmm. uh, of that, very like the, the more mature um, but still accessible to young kids uh, animated TV um, and obviously based on Tron Legacy and on the Tron series. Um, mm-hmm. So that's a great, great series. Nice. Uh, but there's lots of really good stuff on Netflix to choose from. People are watching Clone Wars. And I don't think it's surprising because it's you've got the whole series. Um, so people who missed it are also watching. They're catching up. Right. And then everybody who watched it is watching season six and probably going back and watching the whole series, right? So right. Oh, yeah. So yeah, it's uh, it's not surprising to me that it's that it's number one. Uh, we'll see how long it can it can hold that, but uh, but yeah, yeah, that's it. So yeah, that's I just want to mention that before we we head out to uh, do the the episode proper. You ready to get over there, Mike? Cool. Yeah, let's do it. All right, here we go. Yoda, my old friend, it is I. The voice I hear does not come from within, but speaks from beyond. You must complete 
what I could not. Come to Dagobah. The answers you seek are here. The creation of the clone army, kept secret from us, Cypher DST. Protocol 66 must not be discovered by the Jedi. Yes, Lord Tyrannus. I'm afraid I'm trapped. You must face the gravest of journeys to Morgon. Down! Thanks. It wasn't you I wanted to save. This is stretching it even for you, sir. Rax, you're beginning to sound like Obi-Wan. Hello, CT5555. No clone uses that number. I am Fives. Call me Fives. The difference is minimal. Not to me. And not to any clone. All right, Mike, let's get into the episode entitled Orders. A Republic attack shuttle approaches Coruscant. Aboard it are Nalisei, Shakti, and Fives, who lies prone, restrained to a, ta restrained to a table. Nalisei surreptitiously injects Fives with an unknown substance. Fives falls unconscious as the shuttle settles on a landing platform of the towering Grand Republic Medical Facility. Masamita escorts the new arrivals into the heart of, of the facility where Chancellor Palpatine awaits, flanked by his red-robed guards. Fives awakens before the Chancellor, who is most intrigued by his story of inhibitor chips. Shakti hands Palpatine the harvested samples, Fives' healthy chip, and Tup's degraded one. Fives explains his belief that the chips are an en enemy plot. Palpatine asks Shakti and Nalase to leave the room so that Fives can better explain his suspicious or his suspicions without their observation. So, Mike, we start this last final episode of the, I guess we're calling it the Fives arc or the Order 66 arc. Yeah. Uh, I had a question about the drug that Nalase injects Fives as they're coming down into uh, the Coruscant, uh, the medical facility. I don't know that it was ever explained in this episode. I've watched it a couple times and I haven't seen anything. What was the drug and what was it supposed to do? I'm still trying to figure out. I don't know if it was just to, to um, hamper Fives' ability to think or something like that. Is that what you got out of that? I was trying to figure it out. Yeah, I think so. I think it was just like some something to um, I don't know, make him seem confused. Like, he, he comes off as confused and that sort right. of thing. Uh, it's possible that she could have injected him with a virus um, in order to, to support their, oh, their the theory, later yeah. uh, argument, right? Um, right. So, I don't know. I, I just, whatever it was, it it's there to tamper with, with his behavior mm -hmm. so that she could uh, very easily convince people that, that he had gone crazy right um well yeah. as we well as we talked about last week also um like the or the last episode you know chancellor palpin he he first thing he asks is you know is have you kept this uh confidential you know that's yeah. his main issue because this is a big this is a big deal right here you can't let this get in the hands of the jedi but I also noticed, and, and I'm sure you picked up on this, the quarters, the um, the medical facility, yes. that is the birth of Darth Vader right there. <laughs> well, okay, so it's similar, but it's not the same. Uh, and in on the, the StarWars.com website, uh -huh. uh, under in the trivia gallery, <laughs> it points out that the building is the same building. That's the okay. Republic Medical Facility. So that is where Darth Vader is created. Okay. But it's a different operating room. 
So, oh, is it? Because everything looked the same. I mean, it's even very the, similar. Yeah. Even the platform that Phi was on, it looked exactly the same. Yep. So I was like, "Whoa, there it is." That's what I thought when I first watched it. But when I read that earlier today, okay, uh, while while rewatching the episode, it, it was interesting because it's actually, um, it's it's got uh, the the one in Clone Wars has seats for uh, like it's more like an observation. Uh, I I don't mm-hmm. know uh, room like a like OR. Right. Um, or like so, you know, like it, when they have like the 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 operating rooms with like galleries and stuff like that, so yeah. that people can watch. Yeah, it's more like that. Whereas the one in in Revenge of the Sith is, I think, intended to be much more private. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I was it was just a trip. I was like, oh wow, yeah, I didn't I haven't didn't read that on StarWars.com. So immediately I'm just thinking, oh yeah, nice little throwback. But uh, same same building, just a different room. Okay, yeah. Stuff will seem the same. Go ahead, Mike. Uh, next one. Okay. Uh, sorry. With reservation, Shock T and Nala say depart. Within moments, there's the sound of a scuffle inside. Shock T races inside to find the guard troopers, knocked to the ground, and five standing over the Chancellor with a blaster rifle. Shock T uses the force to knock fives over and races to Palpatine's side. A breathless Palpatine explains that fives tried to kill him. Fives runs out of the chamber into the corridor. Palpatine concludes that Nalase was correct. Fives has gone mad without his inhibitor chip. He returns the inhibitor chip samples to the Kaminoan scientist. Fives dashes out of the hospital, outrunning and outmaneuvering a pursuing Shakti and shock troopers. So the interesting part here is that uh, in the in the intervening time here, when when the door closes and then it opens up. We right. don't hear what Palpatine says. Yeah. Based on the later conversation that that Fives has with one of the with Kicks um, in the bar, I he knows everything. Right. Palpatine told him the whole thing. That's just crazy. Yeah. Which right. I think is just so interesting. Uh, not necessarily for the greater plot or for Fives' story, but for Palpatine's character. Mm-hmm. They. That he's willing to risk it all, uh, based on this, that they, uh, or, or just for this moment, so that that he can discredit this this clone trooper because he knows that this is this knowledge, coupled with whatever the 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 effects of this drug or virus are, are going to, essentially make him seem like he's insane. I mean, mm-hmm. um, we'll get to it, but Anakin's reaction, I think, is one of the most interesting parts of this episode. Right. Yeah, well, if, like I said, Fives has pretty much pieced this whole thing together, Mike, by this point. And I had the same questions, like, what the heck went on in there? And I think you're right. It's just it's just the balls on Palpatine that he's going to go ahead and say what he's doing mm-hmm. to, to Fives. And maybe that was to get a reaction out of Fives to start the fight and then ultimately lead to them coming in and shooting Fives, which is kind of what I was piecing together. Uh, after the second time I watched it or whatever, but yeah, man, it, that just shows like Palpatine. He just like it, it's almost like he just wants to tell people. It, it reminds me of um, the movie uh, with Nicholson, where he, uh, the one in the courtroom where he says you can't handle the truth. It's almost yeah. like that, where like he just wants to say it because he wants to show how bad he is, you know. And it's almost like the same thing. Palpatine wants people to know how, sort of in a way, how bad he is, and he's willing to say something like this. Put it all on the table for this clone, so he'll do his thing. But wow, that was that was huge, and we'll get to that um, 
the actual reveal, like you talked about with Anakin in a little bit. Uh, in the war room of the Jedi Temple, Master Yoda, Shakti, Mace Windu, and Plukun, Plukun examine a holographic image from Fives' escape. Shakti briefs her fellow Jedi, and Mace explains that the Chancellor has been safely transported to his Senate quarters, and that the clone and security forces on Coruscant have been mobilized for a manhunt. Anakin finds it odd that the Jedi have not been involved have not been involved. He is determined to find the truth behind Fives' shocking behavior. Uh, Skywalker feels that since Fives was a member of the 501st, he must trust Anakin and the clone Captain Rex. I can't believe Fives would try to assassinate the Chancellor. The Kaminoans feel a virus corrupted the clone's inhibitor chip, which has led to this behavior. Arc Trooper Fives feels he is the victim of a plot, separatist or otherwise. All security and clone forces on Coruscant have been ordered to join the manhunt. The Chancellor has been moved to his Senate quarters, and the perimeter has been secured. However, Jedi involvement has not been requested. That's a little odd, isn't it? Hmm. Discover the truth. We must. If there is a plot involving the clones, we must get to the bottom of it. We will investigate quietly undercover. We must make sure this clone is not killed. I'll handle this investigation. Fives was part of the 501st. If Rex and I find him, he'll trust us. Be wary. Since he removed his inhibitor chip, Fives may no longer be the man you once knew. Okay, Mike, you know one thing that kind of stood out to me here was Anakin gets it, right? He, mm-hmm. he, he realizes, you know, this is a little odd that you know, they don't want any Jedi involvement in, in this particular problem. Yeah. <laughs> that should be like a red flag. Anytime nobody wants any Jedi involvement, that should be a red flag. And Mace Windu, as much as I don't like him, he can't figure it out. He's, oh, my gosh, what, what's up with Mace? Uh, but actually the whole council there. Just I've, al- like I've always felt that Mace is, um, when Yoda is making that comment in episode two mm-hmm. about the younger... I, a Jedi having arrogance and then saying he's talking about him <laughs> he said and then he says maybe even some of the older more experienced ones and I think he's talking a little bit about himself and he's talking a little bit about Obi-Wan but I think he's also talking about Mace and Kiati Mundi um, and I think that we've seen that there are a few members of the council that that are very um, they're very full of themselves and the Jedi and they think like there's no possible way that that this threat to the Jedi could be real, right? Or not real, but that they'll uncover it and they'll do what they have to do. Whereas I think uh, Yoda, in particular, uh, Plo Koon, I think as well, is a Jedi who who looks at it and goes like, "We're we're vulnerable because of our arrogance, because of our." complacency right and eventually i think that that's i mean we, we've kind of talked about it on on front lines before that's what leads to everything and um and and i think later this season um we can we'll we'll talk more about this because uh, although this is the end of the order 66 arc this is not the end of this conversation okay uh, at the end of this episode so okay so, yeah we'll get there uh, go ahead, Mike. we got an audio clip after this particular section, too, just to let you know. Okay. Uh, on the streets of Coruscant, Fives continues to shake off whatever drug Nala Se had injected him, in him. 
<laughs> he boards a hover taxi and directs the driver to 79's, a sort of sports bar for clones. After uh, stiffing his cab fare, Five slips past several drunk, rowdy clones and enters the bar. He spots Jesse and Kix inside. Fives follows Kix into the refresher where he reveals his identity. Kix is surprised to see Fives. Word has spread that Fives tried to assassinate the Chancellor and that he is infected with the virus that killed Tuck. Fives tells Kix that he's been framed and that there's a huge conspiracy afoot. He must talk to General Skywalker or Rex. Kix promises to contact Rex, so Five leaves a set of coordinates for a rendezvous before slipping back into the dark. So, I guess the 501st is back on Coruscant. Oh yeah, we just got back from Ringo Vinda. <laughs> the strangest thing happened out there. Yeah. I know. Fives. Whoa. What's going on? They say you tried to assassinate the Chancellor, and that you're infected with that virus that killed Tup. I don't have time to explain right now. All I can tell you is, is that I'm being framed. All of us, even the Jedi, are in grave danger. But what can I do, Fives? How can I help? I need to talk to Rex. Or, or General Skywalker. Well, they've been tasked with finding you. Just, just turn yourself in. No, no, I'll never get to them. You don't understand what I'm mixed up in. It goes all the way to the top. The highest levels are involved in the conspiracy. I have to talk to General Skywalker and Rex directly, alone. But look, I can contact Rex, but I can't guarantee he'll bring the General. Good, good, good. Thanks, Kicks. I appreciate it. Yeah. Here are the coordinates. Just make sure he meets me there. Right. Good luck, Fives. And like I said, Mike, there it was. Uh, he explains everything to Kicks. Like he he's saying right here, he knows everything. But let's. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on uh, throughout this whole scene here with the bar. I want to want to talk yeah. a little bit about that. First of all, just. To, I love the camera work again. I've said this before, and I think the first episode, this cool shot as the camera floats through the crowd, uh, the, the animation they did with that. I, I kind of like that with Fives on the Run. And let's talk about this cab driver and the the uh, he's talking about the clones and Order sixty six and the cab driver. Yeah, there's lots of different conspiracies going around. And uh, this club called Club Seventy Nine. I was racking my brain, Mike, to try to figure out what is the significance. Of 79. Of 79. I can't figure anything out. Have you figured anything out? I don't know. I can't uh, yeah. I can't put it together. Was there anything in the in the Star Wars like notes or anything? Because I haven't looked at it. In the trivia? No, there was nothing. nothing in the trivia about okay. it. There was, um, let's see, there's five slides. So in the trivia, it talks about the the operation facility. There's a there's a droid uh, from Empire Strikes Back. It talks about the, the Nimbinel taxi driver is named Jay Igno. Which is uh, uh, a reference to the Reverend Jim Ignatowski from oh, yeah. uh, from Taxi, Taxi which yeah, yeah. it's going to probably be over the heads of a lot of our listeners, but because uh, it's it's kind of great character, um, yeah. I uh, it, it's uh, but it's a little bit before the time of the majority of Clone Wars fans. Right. Um, the it, all it says about seventy nines is that there's a pod race uh, on the screen. It just like sort of refers to it as a sports bar, pretty much. Okay. Um, 
and then there's the 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 clones in the in the in 79s that raise a glass to the 212th which is obi-wan's battalion right that's commander cody's Mm -hmm. battalion the airborne so um that's it that's all that's in the trivia so nothing about nothing about 79s um yeah i i'd be curious to find out why it's called 79s but yeah usually you know when they do something like that there's there's always some kind of yeah there's a story why yeah yeah yeah. so if anybody has anything be sure to let us know um (laughs) No, but one thing that I really liked uh, leading up into this scene was in the cab. The uh, if you listen to the music, it was uh, it was our first real taste of of uh, Star Wars hip hop. Like yeah, it was kind yeah, of right. it was kind of like a hip hop ish track. That's right. Yeah. Um, and most of the music that we hear in Star Wars is either uh, like a kind of techno, uh, jazz, or rock. Right. Like those are kind of the the musical stylings or, or very tribal in nature in the case of the Ewoks. But, uh, everything else we hear is really kind of, uh, more, really more jazzy than anything. Occasionally techno in, in the prequels, but, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I thought, I thought it was really interesting that, uh, that they included that in the cab on course. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I started listening to it and go, it's God, it sounds like rap music or something like that. It's like, what's going on? All right. A little, yeah, I'd love to get. I'd love to get the track. Yeah. I'm sure Kevin Kiner has got it somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, you know, before we go to uh, uh, continue on, I have to mention yeah. too. There's a, of course, the scene about all the clones in the '79, and, and in my profession, there is this kind of rings a little true because, in, in I guess in the military they have this as well. Law enforcement, uh, the clones, whatever you want to say, they have a place where they can all go and kind of forget things and tell each other stories and kind of help each other through hard times because as in law enforcement and and the military you come across things that not everybody's going to be you know not everybody does and it's a it's a tough it's a tough life sometimes a tough job and i imagine with the clones it's the same thing i mean they're in war all the time they're seeing their brothers die they're seeing uh, jedi die all this stuff so this is kind of a place where they can go they can be safe they're with each other uh, they could talk about times and, and laugh and, and help each other through different things. So that was kind of a cool scene uh, for me. I'm sure anybody else that's in, you know, in the military that's watching this or in law enforcement or whatever, or a medical field or anything like that where you have to deal with tough situations, this is a place where you can go and not necessarily get wasted and all that, but, uh, you know, where you can go and kind of be with your your friends and, and hang out. So that was kind of a cool yeah. scene. I like that. And, uh, and then we talked about... Mike, this we heard in the in the clip there. Uh, like you said, Fives knows everything, man. He he's telling Kicks what's going on, and they they got to get uh, Anakin on board. I like that the fact that he's calling for Anakin and Rex. He can still trust Anakin, so this is cool. Yeah. Uh, Five sneaks past shock troopers checking clone IDs and steals a speeder bike to disappear into the lower levels of Coruscant. A floating observation droid watches his departure with its unblinking photoreceptor. Fives pilots the speeder bike through one of the yawning portals that cuts into the Coruscant underworld. He lands at a portal warehouse on level 1325, groggy from the drug that Nalase has injected him with. An observation droid confirms his identity, recognizing his distinct markings. The droid alerts Palpatine's shock troopers with Fives' location. Uh, a police gunship lands at the portal warehouse, and Anakin and Rex emerge. 
following the lead kicks gave them. Oh, sorry, following the lead kicks gave them. Uh, inside the warehouse, Anakin ignites his lightsaber to illuminate the dense darkness, and he calls out to Fives. Fives asks Anakin and Rex to put down their weapons. They comply, trusting their friend and fellow soldier. Fives lures Rex and Anakin into a force shield generator and traps them inside. Fives insists he had no choice. He explains that he has uncovered a massive conspiracy and that the clones are engineered with organic chips that allow someone else to control them, to even make them capable of killing the Jedi. Fives desperately realizes he has no evidence. The drug and desperation makes Fives seem all the more frantic and unhinged. Fives insists the, cha the Chancellor is in on it, and that Palpatine told him as much in the medical facility. Oh, uh, I'll just finish this one part, and then we'll talk about sure. it. Just then, Clone Commander Fox and his troops burst in, demanding that Fives stand down. Desperate, Fives grabs one of the, uh, Rex's blaster pistols, but Fox opens fire, killing Fives with a shot through his heart. The shock troopers collapse the shield around Anakin and Rex, and Rex rushes to Fives. With his dying words, Fives warns Rex that this conspiracy is bigger than anyone could have ever imagined. So, man, what a powerful scene this was, Mike. I remember wa I was watching this and just going, wow, yeah. I mean, the, the, the music and the way they played this, and of course, Dee Bradley doing his thing. Yeah. Uh, really great scene, but let's talk about what's going on here. Uh, Fives is is telling everybody what's going on, man. He knows it. He knows what Palpatine told him. Oh, my gosh. Nobody's seen Even Anakin, like you said, Mike, he's having trouble. Yeah. You know, he's having trouble with this. He cannot. He just he doesn't believe it, and he's kind of shining on Fives. Well, like, he, yeah, he you says know? to him, he says that the Chancellor's not capable of that. Yeah. Of what you're saying. And it's like, man, Anakin, he has got you fooled. He's got <laughs> you fooled really bad because we literally just saw him earlier tell tell uh, Fives all of this, right? We didn't actually see it happen, but we know, mm -hmm. right? Uh, we can infer that that's what happened, that he pretty much sat there and he told him the whole thing. The thing that I find interesting is that I think that there were about four shock troopers in that room at the same time. Mm -hmm. So does that mean that Palpatine has a personal guard of clone troopers that know what's going on? Yeah. Like, do you think, like, I, because that's what I get from this is that, because well, we know, we know that there are certain people that know what's happening, right? Obviously we know Dooku has an idea of what's going to happen. Um, I feel that Masa Meda knows what's going on. Right, like that's all. That's a feeling that I've always gotten is that because Palpatine's kind of got those his advisor advisors and his buddies, like um, the the people that are in his personal box when Anakin comes to the opera mm -hmm. in Episode Three. Like these are characters I think that know that something else is going on, and they know that Palpatine has these plans, and they're uh, I, they're in on it more or less. Um, and I, I think even even uh, later on that Tarkin uh, is brought in on it and that mm -hmm. he knows because based on some of the comments he's made on the Clone Wars, it seems right. like he knows more. Um, like especially I, I'm thinking about the end of season five <clears throat> with the trial of Ahsoka. Mm -hmm. He uh, he sort of alludes to the idea that he knows that uh, that that something else is going on that there's a greater plan and it's a plan against the Jedi and that sort of thing so um, I, don't know, I just thought that I think that that's interesting that, that 
it's not just Palpatine and Dooku that know, but that there might be um, some clone troopers that have already essentially had Order 66 invoked in some way, but hmm. but maybe in a different way that like they're not going to kill Jedi on sight, <clears throat> but they already know, right? Um, or they're 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 programmed in a different way to not react, right? Like that sort of thing. Well, so, you know what I noticed when you said shock troopers, I thought you were going in this route, and and I noticed this, and I don't know if I was just reading into it a little too much, but it seemed that in this one scene where where fives get shot, they show a, just a quick shot of the shock troopers, and they and they kind of like move in like in a way that they're concerned almost, and one of them actually takes off his helmet and kind of looks down <laughs> like, whoa, what you know, what what just happened, and then they ultimately yeah. all take off their helmets. And like I said, I don't know if I was reading into that, but it looked like it was that they almost made a point to show like all the clones are are getting affected by what just happened to Fives. Like, yeah, you know, did did he really have a point there? And, and like Fives said, his his evidence. I don't know if he said this, but Fives' evidence is all in his head. They took yeah. the chip out, but he still has <laughs> all these memories. He still has whatever yep. Palpatine told him. And he just, with this drug kind of making him a little funky, it's just, everybody's finding it hard for him to believe. It's just so crazy that yeah. that nobody's really taking him too as seriously as they should, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So. Yeah, well, and then just right at the end, what he says about the, the nightmares. The nightmares, which, yeah. Which goes back to, uh, what, the second episode, I think? Yeah, with Tup. Um, huh? <clears throat> when Tup dies, yeah. he says to him, the nightmares are finally over. And and it's like, um, I, what I read into that is that it's this thing that all of the clones live with, but they don't know that it's happening. Mm-hmm. That there's something with the inhibitor chip, which isn't, we know it's not an inhibitor chip, right? We know that it's actually like a control chip that when Order 66 is executed, they're not, I don't the like the way that it was always sort of, explained before this was that order 66 is something that was programmed into them and when it happens they just they know that the jedi have have uh rebelled and they're trying to take over and so you know they need to be executed on site but i think what we get from this story is actually that the the chip is not um It's not so much I I just I like has this programming of information in it, but it's it's more of a control chip that when it's activated, when they hear Order sixty six, when that order goes out, I uh, Cody is no longer Cody, mm-hmm. right? I uh, Rex will no longer be Rex. Like there's a lot of these these troopers that won't I uh, they won't be the person that they thought that they were. Right. right or the person that they had become so I think that that's the interesting part is that uh, it flips a switch and kind of takes over right and uh, and 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 so I, I to me it it what that says to me is that there aren't any clone troopers out there after the fact um, regardless of what you know what Republic commando books there might be or whatever mm-hmm. um, and the thing is like the Republic commando books I think are, are what explored this the most. Um, especially, I, there is an Order sixty six book uh, for Republic Commando. I think the final book is called Order sixty six, and uh, they really explore the idea that that 
some of the clones are more uh, docile and obedient than others, and the the commandos are not bred to be as obedient they're bred to be more creative thinkers and they have these individual personalities and they actually even end up developing uh different voices they don't all have the accent they they kind of they kind of become very unique individuals Mm -hmm. but what we've seen over the course of the clone wars is that all of the clones become unique individuals but um at the end of the day they all have this chip in their head that's going to make them do this that's Mm going to make them turn on the jedi um and uh, what what Five says right before he dies is 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 really interesting to me because it's almost like that control chip mm-hmm. is giving them that information while they're unconscious. It's in their brain, right? Mm-hmm. That right. that they're that they're gonna kill the Jedi. That 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 order is in there. Um, and with top what happens is the chip breaks down and it starts to essentially leak that information into his head and at one point he he just sees a jedi and he goes i'm gonna kill that jedi yeah that right so big sense yeah that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah Yeah. so so as we see like it's it was not him that was not him it Mm -hmm. wasn't his he wasn't in control he was a different person when it happened so right so i know i think it's really interesting how they've kind of explained it without explaining it like they haven't given us too much information that it just kind of is all out on the table but it's um <laughs> it's a slightly more artful version of metachlorians <laughs> <laughs> oh right? we don't want to go there <laughs> yeah yeah all right uh let's finish it up here back at palpatine's office the supreme chancellor expresses his dismay to yoda mace windu shakti and anakin at learning that fives has died he informs them that his own personal doctors have examined both tup and fives and discovered something that Nalase missed, a parasite infection native to Ringo Vinda. Fives and Tup are most likely infected from a shared source, like a canteen of water, uh, as Palpatine explains. As a precaution, a vaccine has been prepared for the soldiers of the clone army. On Sereno, Lord Tyrannus communicates with Nalase, confirming that he has received the inhibitor chip uh, samples she has forwarded. Tyrannus contacts Darth Sidious, assuring his master that the Sith plot has gone undiscovered. A tragic situation indeed. About the clone's breakdowns, have we discovered any new evidence? I've had my own personal doctors examine both bodies. It appears Nala Say did miss something in her examination. Another cause? Your doctors found? A parasite. Native to Ringo Vinda, probably in a canteen of water they both shared. It did cause the inhibitors to decay once the parasite had taken hold. It is very rare. However, just to be cautious, we have prepared an inoculation for every clone trooper in our army. So, I guess it's over then. Yes. We can finally put this whole wretched situation behind us. We must direct our attention back to the war at hand. Each day, we grow closer and closer to victory. Lord Tyrannus, have you received the inhibitor chip that you requested? 
I have indeed. You have done well, Doctor. question is now dead, and the Jedi still suspect nothing. Good. Destroy all evidence. When the time comes, no one will be able to stop our plan to execute Order 66. <laughs> oh, Mike, I love how that goes out with the old uh, Emperor theme there. Yes. Uh, but you know what? Let's talk Perfect. about this. Yeah. Loved how that ended. Uh, so, hey, Palpatine's able to clear this up with a pretty easy explanation. A parasite native to Ringu Vinda. We're both Tufts and Fives. We're on. He's able to clean it up. Nice. Wash his hands of it. Everything's safe and secure. Order 66 is still good. And it's just like, oh, man, what's going on? You know, Mace is even saying, well, hey, I guess it's over. Good job, Palpatine. You figured it out. You know, it's just one of those things we talked about earlier, Mike, about how the Jedi are just, ah, oh, man, some of the stuff they just don't take seriously enough. But, uh, hey, I'll tell you what, this arc, though, way a fantastic start to season 13 for me. Great arc. I loved uh, learning about the clones. <laughs> season 6. I mean, what did I say? <laughs> season 6. Thirteen. I mean, thirteen <laughs> episodes. I meant season uh, six. Yeah, season that's a, six. That's a, that that'd be exciting. <laughs> thirteen seasons. And and it, it just also shows you're talking about the clones here, Mike. And I I, th- I I just think back to episode three and uh, and order sixty six when it happens. You know, now you can kind of look at it and go, you know what? The clones were kind of victims of this too. You know, they have these these inhibitor chips in them, and and like they just they turn a switch and they're not clones anymore. They're they're not. You know what I mean? They're not. Uh, you know, friends, and it's just, yeah. you know, they're victims too, and you kind of see it a little bit differently now with this arc. So, great start to season six, and uh, looking forward to seeing where they go. And I'm really looking forward to this Yoda arc at the very end, but we got a few more to go in between that. But, uh, yeah. What do you think, Mike? This first arc, great start, huh? Yes, uh, yeah, a really strong start and a really strong end, and then some really great episodes in, in the middle as well. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, it. it's uh, it's definitely uh, answers to a lot of questions we've all been wondering. Yeah. Um, I know I know some people are feel satisfied with what we got uh, with the answers that we got. I know some people aren't aren't the biggest fans because um, it it definitely does change some continuity uh, in regards to other stuff. But at the end of the day, I, I think. Uh, I think it all kind of reconciles itself. I think it all works out uh, oh, yeah. and, and yeah. comes together to be uh, a, a really great addition to the story. Yeah. So, so we're gonna and, take... and I mean, uh, sorry, just to, yeah, to but... sort of cap it, just um, I had a really hard time talking around this fact. <laughs> uh, and I think I may have alluded to it, maybe let it go for some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, I, you know, th- this is definitely some finality to five story. Right. Um, and uh, because we never got to see the return of Echo, uh, it was only ever uh, conceptual that uh, that this is really this is this is the end of uh, of their squad. Um, we and we we sort of we started the Clone Wars with them. Uh, obviously, we started with with the Yoda arc, and then uh, and then we end on a Yoda arc. But um, but we also uh, fifth episode 
of the series was rookies, and that episode introduced us to a lot of of uh, of, of this crew of fives and uh, and Echo and <clears throat> and the others, um, and uh, and and so seeing fives go, it was all it was very fitting, much like. Uh, much like the end of Ahsoka's story at the end of season five, mm-hmm. and much like Yoda's story at the end of of this season will be, <clears throat> uh, it's it's a very fitting end to the Clone Wars. I think it's it's really good uh, sense of finality mm-hmm. to it. So yeah, so definitely. and and it was definitely for me the most emotional I've gotten while watching the show. Um, when he dies in in Rex's arms. I'm not. I'm not ashamed to say that there were a couple of tears. You know, <laughs> no, it was I think definitely. I may have tweeted as much when when I was watching it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it it was uh, it was a really well done uh, arc to this character where we saw him um, from really beginning to end, right? And uh, and a very tragic ending, as it is for almost everybody at the end of the Clone Wars. So right. No, I, I I agree. I think it was one of the like I said earlier, it's powerful scene. One of the one of the, you know, most more powerful scenes that we've seen in this whole series as a whole. I mean, the the, the Ahsoka stuff was pretty powerful. Some of the stuff with uh, Obi Wan and Satine and, and Darth Maul yeah. that got up there. But this is right there as well. You know, like you said, we followed Fives for a long time, and his yeah. and his crew. So it was it was uh, and to see him die in Rex's arms, yeah, you just whoa, that's pretty heavy stuff. So. Uh, great, great start to, to season six. Uh, next time we join you on Frontlines, we're going to be starting a new arc, Mike. And this is three episodes. Is that right? Uh, yeah, it's a three episode arc. Okay. Um, yeah. And this is, I guess, this will be the Rush Clovis arc or something like that. Uh, yeah. So uh, next, the next time we talk, it'll be uh, a, an episode called "An Old Friend," and it says, "While on CPO to fund a mercy mission." Padme, uh, Padme Amidala is called upon by an old friend, Rush Clovis, to help uncover corruption in the banking clan. They must evade the bounty hunter Embo to escape the planet with the, uh, with the incriminating information. We are honored but surprised that you have traveled all this way for a mere bank transfer. A transfer that has not been forthcoming. By request of the Supreme Chancellor, I am here to expedite matters. Of course. We would merely request that you meet with our special representative. We'll go over the terms and conditions of your loan. Senator Amidala. Clovis. You do know one another? Sir, I was assured that this transaction would be free of prejudice and partisan allegiance. This man is a known separatist and traitor to the Republic. Padme. I can assure you, Rush Clovis is our most trusted and best negotiator. I'm sorry, gentlemen, but I insist this man be removed from these negotiations. Until then, we have nothing further to discuss. Okay, Mike. Now, the first thing I'm going to say is, for those of us who haven't, seen this episodes or these episodes yet you know we're all thinking we're like uh oh they're going back to the senate episodes again what are we <laughs> <Yeah>. doing <laughs> yeah so you ha- can you uh shed any light without spoiling us at all or what yeah it's a good um although there is there is some political stuff in this okay um it's a good balance i think they finally found the balance oh, good. when telling okay. these stories of having it be 
political and um, and definitely very uh, um, I don't know intelligent mm-hmm. while still having lots and lots of action and stuff blowing up and lightsabers and Anakin oh, doing good. some very interesting things. Cool, and we got Embo coming back too, right? Yep. Yep, yeah. and we've got Embo. So. All right, good. I'm looking forward to that then. Don't worry, everybody. Mike says we're going to be okay. No, don't worry about the the Senate episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a good one. Okay. It's, it's a good three-episode arc. So. All right, good, good. Well, that's going to do it for this week, Mike. Yeah, we're that done. is. That's it. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, don't forget to check us out online at www.clonewarspodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter. Our username is Clone Wars, so that's at Clone Wars on the Twitter. And uh, you can head over to Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Clone Wars Podcast. And, of course, uh, we like hearing from you guys, hearing what you think. Uh, and you can email us at mail at uh, Clone Wars Podcast to let us know what you thought of these episodes. And, uh, and we're, we're happy to hear from you guys. So uh, that does it for us this week. And we'll be back. As we said, uh, uh, we've got uh, a break next week. And then check out rebelspodcast.com and uh, subscribe. Make sure that you're subscribed on iTunes or whatever your pod podcast feed catcher of choice is. And uh, and and you will uh, you'll hear from us soon with a special guest uh, on the Rebels Podcast. Yes, uh, over at rebelspodcast.com as we talk about the remainder of the crew of the Ghost. And hopefully, maybe, who knows what will happen between now and then with news. Right. So uh, hopefully we'll get some more news, maybe something else to talk about. But uh, until then, uh, the week following that, we will be back to talk about an old friend to begin the the Clovis arc. Uh, But until then, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you. We'll see you guys in a couple weeks. Well, another close to another wonderful show. Obi-Wan Kenobi here saying thank you for listening to Frontlines, the Clone Wars podcast. Of course, it's strong with you all, and it will be with you always.